Genesis 23. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of Sarah's life. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Abraham rose up before his dead and spoke to the children of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a foreigner living with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The children of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord, you are a prince of God among us. In the choice of our tombs, bury your dead. None of us with, will withhold from you his tomb that you may bury your dead. Abraham rose up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. He talked with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me to Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is in the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in the midst of you for a possession of a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting in the midst of the children of Heth. Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the children of Heth, even of all who went in at the gate of his city, saying, No, my lord, hear me, I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the children of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Abraham bowed himself down before the people of the land. He spoke to Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if you will, please hear me. I will give the price of the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My lord, listen to me. What is a piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver between me and you? Therefore bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron. Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver which he had named in the audience of the children of Heth, 400 shekels of silver according to the current merchant's standard. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field, the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field that were in all the border of it around were made sure. To Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth, before all who went in at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is therein were made sure to Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the children of Heth. This is the story of, of Sarah dying at the age of 127. And she's the only lady in the whole entire Bible who has an age given to her. We don't know, for example, like Mary in the New Testament, how old she lived or what happened to her. Um, you know, we've got traditions and things that give us ideas. But in the scripture, Sarah is the only woman who's named with an age. And she's obviously a highly honored lady. And um, Abraham negotiates uh, a burial place for her. So if she was 127, 
then he was 137 at the time that she died. And he ends up living another 43 years. Uh, sorry, not another 43. He lives to 175. So that's another 38 years. Now this, this experience of bargaining with Ephron, the, um, the son of Heth, it's an interesting, interesting story because normally when you're wanting to obtain something, um, bargaining is a case of trying to knock the other person down in price. But he, here it's kind of like the other. They're both trying to concede and give to the other person for the benefit of the other person. I've been to India and, 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 and the Philippines and other places in Asia as well, Sri Lanka and Thailand, and I've seen bartering. I'm terrible at it, but in all cases, especially when, you know, say someone from India sees a white tourist, they assume that you've got a lot of money and they're trying to get the most amount of money out of, out of you and you're trying to get a reasonable fare. You don't mind paying you know, more than the average, but you don't want to pay an exorbitant amount. So there's this negotiation. Here in this story, it's completely not like that. Abraham actually is wealthy. These people, the sons of Heth, they know that he's wealthy and yet they're trying to, to, to basically give him the field. They say to him at the beginning, you can have any field you want, we'll give it to you. Abraham says, oh no, I'll, you know, I'll pay full price, and this, but this is the field I like. And then Ephron comes forth and says, no, I give it to you, my Lord. And he says, no, I'll pay the price. And then Ephron finally says, all right, 400 shekels of silver. And Abraham pays this amount. Um, now I um, did a little digging. And um, back then shekels, it's a lot of the commentators really struggled to kind of work out how much a shekel was worth. And back then, shekels were not a coin in the way that we think of them today. They were a weight. So it'd be like saying 400 grams instead of saying, if you understand what I'm trying to say. The ancient historian Josephus, he said that um, 400 shekels of silver was equivalent to four Athenian drachmas. So this is now a, a Greek currency. And so he compared that as an equivalent and um, in the pulpit commentary, one of the commentaries that you can read online, it, um, it had some other sums. And I used that in some online calculators to work out that it possibly was worth around about 8,000 American dollars. Obviously, it's all a little bit speculative. But Abraham basically bought this block of land with a cave in it for $8,000. And I think about that and I think, that's a great deal. It seems like it's pretty cheap. And when we read the story here, Ephron more or less says the same. He says, you know, what's 400 shekels for this land? In other words, he, he's, he's named a low price. He's basically agreed to sell it, but not for the full price. And Abraham is now given in as well and agreed to not buy it for the full price, but to buy it for the lesser price. They're both of them are, are being considerate to each other. And the cave is a very popular tourist destination to this day. And... Um, you can go to Israel, to, to the city of Hebron, and you can, uh, in fact, I think it might even be um, in Palestine-controlled territory, and you can see it. And I'd love to go one day myself. Um, it's really, really common for us to try to fight to get our rights. But here we've got a story where people are highly honouring of each other, respectful of each other, and they are trying to consider the others. And this is really a picture of what it should be like in church. 
where the body of Christ, we honor one another with deep respect. This is what it should be like in marriage, honoring. And um, instead of having arguments where you fight, you should be having not an argument, but a kind of a negotiation of how can I serve you? And you know, working out how to, to love each other more. These are the types of things we should see more and more in the body of Christ and in our families. And I think it's something to aspire to. And so, uh, Father, I ask that you'd help us to be like that. Help us to be people who have such honor and respect for each other that instead of trying to fight to get what we want, we, we push a little to serve and push a little to give and push a little to be a blessing. And I pray that we'd also learn how to graciously receive when others want to bless us too. So, Father, let all these things be in our hearts. Change us, I pray, in Jesus' name.